the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Money Monday on The Answer. That means a conversation with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management, and that's something you should do. It's a free consultation. You get a $25 gift card to patronize a local restaurant. You get smarter about your retirement. And because we have an administration now trying to get through a new spending plan, there are a lot of proposals out there. We're going to talk with Josh about those, but it's a reason why you should get a hold of Josh and his team at Aptus Wealth Management, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. 614-917-1040, 614-917-1040. They're located in Lewis Center. Josh, good to have you on the show today. And Janet Yellen's interview with Jake Tapper, the Treasury Secretary. Janet Yellen making a lot of headlines yesterday. She's trying to tamp down fears of inflation. She says inflation is pretty much something that's already happened and the rates are impacted by what's happened, but not so much of what's ahead. Do you have a feeling based on what you see out there that inflation is more under control maybe than the average consumer paying more at the pump thinks inflation is under control? Well, I would like to think that she's certainly smarter than I and has more uh, uh, credence and, and, and clout in the being an economist and, and understanding these things. But honestly, I, I can't fathom how that's accurate. Uh, in order for inflation to be tamped, one would assume that we would have to change something. And the only thing we're changing is spending more, not less. And Mm. by spending more, that's what got us into this mess to begin with. So I tend to disagree with her that inflation is going to be a thing of the past, that we've already reached some sort of pinnacle. I think we're this is going to be the new normal for a while. I think we're going to keep climbing. Yeah, I I wondered that myself. And the the familiar attribution on this is, well, it's a factor of the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic. I don't know. Is is it still the pandemic? Or to me, you know, we've had a dramatic shift in spending policy. They would like to spend more. I remember enough from my few econ classes at Ohio State way back in the day that more spending by the government is not typically how we get out of inflation, is it? Uh, no. And I think there's a I think it was Churchill that said that uh, the way you spend your way into spending your way into prosperity is like standing on a bucket and trying to pick it up by the handle. It just it doesn't work. What you're doing is is betting on the future with future. You're betting on the future by borrowing today, which mm. if you look at that and you peel it back to the average, uh, the average family or the average person, it would be saying, I'm going to take $50,000 out of my credit card because I know I'm going to end up making more money five years from now. So it'll <laughs> all work out and I'll pay it off. How many families or people have you seen do that successfully? It doesn't typically work particularly at the spending levels that we're talking about. And if we're talking about, well, we spent a bunch of money during the pandemic, so now that's gone and we're back to normal, well, I think we're all aware that there's a pretty significant uh, budget concern right now that we're arguing over that certainly looks like pandemic-level spending to me. Josh Pick is our guest. Money Monday, every Monday, 1230 here on The Answer. He hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, 4 p.m. Saturdays 
on the answer. And you can get a free consultation with his team at Aptus Wealth Management by calling 614-917-1040. Also contact them on the web at Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. You get a $25 gift card to patronize local businesses and you understand your retirement and money issues much, much better. And that's what we tried to do to educate you with Josh's expertise here on Mondays. Uh, she also said that unemployment is down, and yet I see jobs figures that are always characterized as disappointing. So how would you characterize the job situation as you assess the headlines that, at least from her answer to Jake Tapper, appear to be somewhat in conflict? Well, while I think unemployment might be down, uh, I would I would accurately I would say that's accurate. Uh, I think one of the biggest problems is finding skilled labor. So, you know, when you hear these unemployment numbers, that just means people that are back to work. It doesn't necessarily mean people that are back to work in a job that can act, actually sustain their lifestyle. And when you were talking about inflation before, I think the big challenge is going to be: can companies find people? Uh, at wages that they can sustain, and can people find companies that are willing to pay them wages that can sustain their life? So we have this push and pull, this tugging battle going right on right now. So if you're unemployed or looking for a job, or you're you're forecasting into the future, I would highly recommend that you build your build your skill set as quick as possible because it's going to be more and more competitive, regardless of what the unemployment uh, you know data shows. It's going to become more and more competitive to earn a wage that can sustain a reasonable lifestyle as the situation is amongst us. Josh Pick is our guest. Money Monday on The Answer. Get with his team at Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040, aptuswealth.com, A-P-T-U-S, located in Lewis Center. So here's my layman's view of this from the outside. The Biden administration would like to spend a lot of money. They have a lot of programs they are trying to fund. They want to make the claim that, hey, it's not going to cost any more on the debt. Uh, you know, we're paying for all of it. It costs zero, that kind of stuff. And it seems like they're looking for places in already existing systems to find more money with new taxes or taxes on the wealthy. And one of the things I heard, and I just can't even fathom either, I don't understand the nuance of this, or uh, I don't think people really uh, know what this would mean, an a tax on unrealized capital gains. So you can, I'm sure, explain that better than I can. What would that mean, a tax on unrealized capital gains? Capital gains is, let's say you buy a stock or you buy something for $10, and then in the future you sell it for $10 or $20. That's a $10 gain. Mm -hmm. You have to pay capital gains taxes, which is different than ordinary income taxes on that gain. But, of course, you don't have to pay that tax until you actually sell the item that you purchased, which would make sense because where are you going to come up with the money until you, in fact, sell that thing? Uh, What was being proposed or at least discussed, which is terrifying to me, is that you would actually have to – let's say you bought something for $10, and this year you make $2 off of it, meaning that your share went from 10 to 12. Well, you haven't made any money. It's just paper gain because you haven't sold anything to actually realize that gain. Uh, they've discussed taxing that $2 gain before you even sell the item. So, wow. you know, this could cause a whole bunch of problems. You, you have people, uh, you know, I, I would say trading more actively, which we've seen over time is never a good idea when it comes to the stock market or a lot of assets for that matter. You got you to gotta give these things time uh, or you get caught with, with volatility. I mean, it could just be a terrible thing, but uh, how do you do that? How do people come up with the money to sell it? It's almost like they're incentivizing people to not save for the long term. 
if you look at it from a different direction. I think it's a preposterous way to handle this, but we're seeing this amongst a lot of things. We're seeing it in de-incentivizing uh, wealthier folks to save into 401ks, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of tax changes coming down, and I think the name of the game for the next 10 years is going to be not only where do I put my money from an investment perspective to make a gain, but how do I receive that gain in the lowest tax environment possible? Because make no mistake about it, all these changes are pointing towards if you do well, we're coming for more. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. That's what I get. And as you're as you're outlining what a tax on an unrealized capital gain could be, and again, we're talking with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040, Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. It's popular to phrase it if people don't dig into what it means, you know, dig very deeply into what it means. For instance, it's always easy to say, oh, we'll tax Jeff Bezos more, we'll tax Bill Gates more. But if people think about a capital gain, their house is a capital gain. Like, I know I sold my first house in Upper Arlington. I bought it for 80 I sold it for 150 The guy who bought it has held on to it. It's probably worth, I looked at it on Zillow, it's now worth like 450 Well, that's a gain from 150 to 450 so are they yep. going to tax him on a $300,000 gain that he hasn't realized because he hasn't sold the house yet? I don't know how you'd do the bookkeeping on that. I don't know how you'd adjust that from year to year. What if the market tanks? I mean, it's, it, I'm just astounded at that idea and the complexity of actually trying to make it work. Well, I think you're, you're right on the money in that. The, the conversation is always, we got to stop these you know uber-wealthy people from making tons of money, but so often we ignore the baby that's getting thrown out with the bathwater. And if we talk about another one is the step up in basis. Most people don't even know what that means, but a step up in basis is something that happens on assets when you die. So let's take, for example, uh, a stock. You buy a stock for 10 bucks, you hold it your entire life, it's now worth $100. If you sell that stock, you have to pay gains on the $90 that you made. However, if you die with that stock, your beneficiaries get what's called a step-up in basis, meaning their new basis in the stock is 100, thus they don't have to pay any taxes, at least at the capital gains rate. However, uh, and this is the argument, by the way, well, we have these dynasty-type families that are passing GE stock or whatever from generation to generation, living off the dividends and not paying their fair share. Okay, true. But let's think about something else that receives a step-up in basis, like a family farm. Mm. So you bought a farm for $400 an acre, and now it's worth $10,000 an acre. You're using it to live off of. You're not planning on selling the land. And now you die, and you want to pass that land to your kids. They may be forced to sell that land just to cover the tax bill rather than keep that dirt in the family. That's one of those scenarios. And, And you could come up with a million different scenarios like that that just seem to be not in the narrative. And that narrative is always geared in one direction, and that's more taxes across the board, but the only reason that we're doing that is pointing at you know the top point zero one percent. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. And again, it's to fund uh, you know new expenditures, new programs, new this, new that. Josh, pick our guest, Money Monday on the answer. Listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Saturdays four p.m. Josh hosts that here on the answer. You get a lot more of this kind of great insight and information. Get with his team, Aptus Wealth Management, Aptus Wealth. Dot com, A-P-T-U-S. They're located in Lewis Center. You can call them on the phone at 614-917-1040. The consultation is free. You get a $25 gift card to patronize a local business. So let's end with this. I don't know anything about this, but I'm just thinking, okay, pockets of money out there. We're looking for places to go get more tax dollars. Find money if you're a Biden uh, you know, cabinet member. 
everybody's got a 401k or everybody's got a retirement. Are 401ks being targeted in any way, shape, or form? Uh, there's a lot of changes that are proposed in 401ks. One of them uh, is uh, setting a maximum limit for tax deduction. And what that would mean would be, let's say that I make $50,000 a year and I'm in the 12% tax bracket. So if I save money into my 401k, I put that money in pre-tax, which means I effectively get a benefit of 12%. I put that money in before I was taxed at 12%. However, if I'm in the 39%, well, which will soon be the 39% bracket, currently the 37 I get a 37% benefit by saving my money into a 401k. And that's just simply not fair, according to the current administration. So what they're going to do is if you're in the 12% bracket, we'll actually give you more than a 12% deduction. So we're going to give you free money back by saving into your 401k. However, if you're in the 37% tax bracket, you certainly should not get a benefit of 37%. So even though you're saving that money pre-tax, you're not going to get the full benefit of the 37% tax deduction. It may be capped at 20 or 25. So the, the logic there is leveling the playing field, but ultimately what it'll end up doing is opening up new plans that may or may not be beneficial because they're under different lines in the tax code for the smaller or the lower income uh, individual. It'll also start pushing uh, wealthier people to save some more money into things like HSAs and, and other avenues that aren't being attacked. So the point here is always the same. Uh, you got to know the rules of the game to win the game. But once they tell us the rules, I assure you there will be ways to uh, save money in tax-advantaged places. You just need to, again, know the rules of the game. So moving forward, make sure you're with somebody that understands this and make sure that you're navigating this path correctly or you're going to end up losing a lot of the benefits that you have if you keep on using the same old strategy. And that is why it's important to get with someone like Aptus Wealth Management, Josh Pick and his team, Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. 614-917-1040 is their number. Get your free consultation and get smarter because these issues are complex and they can really bite you if you don't know that they're coming, but there is a purposeful way to plan and to know what's coming down the road. And Josh and his team do a phenomenal job of that. As always, thanks for enlightening us, Josh. Appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Thanks, Bruce. Well, we didn't get to any national news today or any really local news today because there was nothing that was going to trump the importance of what happened last night at Genoa with the American Leadership Forum. Uh, tandemly sponsored by Center for Christian Virtue, Aaron Bear, and 989 The Answer, Hugh Hewitt in town. I got to meet Hugh, and I was told by all my colleagues that Hugh was a uh, a very collegial, friendly, uh, easy-to-know person, and that I would like him a lot. And I can say that that information was 100% accurate. 100% accurate. Uh, Hugh and I stay away from divisive topics like whether Baker Mayfield is the franchise quarterback the Cleveland Browns can count on for the next 10 years. Uh, We talked about uh, our backgrounds, and uh, we talked about the candidates, and I find his insight valuable for me as I share my insight with you. I think that two candidates last night helped themselves immeasurably. Bernie Moreno, J.D. Vance. I think Josh Mandel reinforced who he is, and he's not going to change who he is. He is proud of who he is. Now, there's a certain strength in that. There's also a certain danger in that. In that, it gets... Here's the thing. You have a primary to win. 
I get it. So you want to be the Trumpiest candidate in the field. That may allow you to win the primary. It also gives the liberal left media, which I repeat myself, it gives them ammunition to use against you in the general. Because let's not forget, this is not only about winning the nomination. You have to win the nomination, but then you have to win the seat. And if you are on tape, and Josh Mandel is, and he's not ashamed of it because he retweets it when people play him on tape saying, I think the election was stolen from Donald J. Trump. Now, I think it's crazy that that can get you deplatformed anywhere, that that's been termed the big lie because there are enough funny things that happened with that election that you can at least plausibly make the accusation. Now, has it been debunked by Bill Barr, other people? Yeah, you can argue that it has, but are we sure we got an accurate picture of what went on? No. I'm not going to say I know it was stolen. Josh Mandel says, I, I believe it was. Okay. So the problem with that is then when you run against Tim Ryan, they're going to play that and play that and play that and play that. And you're going to be hurt by people who maybe don't have the courage of their convictions to say, all right, so that part's crazy, but I'm still going to vote for Josh Mandel because he's pro-life. There are some people who were like, oh, he said one crazy thing I can't vote for. So that's what hurts Josh Mandel in the general that may help him in the primary. I don't think it helps him with enough primary voters to make the difference. But he obviously does. We differ on that piece of political strategy. Okay, so Mike Gibbons. What about Mike Gibbons? What's my assessment of Mike Gibbons? Mike Gibbons, I'm moderately curious to learn more about Mike Gibbons. If there were no Bernie Moreno on the stage and there were no J.D. Vance on the stage, Mike Gibbons would have been the guy I go, yeah, I need to know more about him. I look at Mike Gibbons. I don't mean I look at him physically. I mean I assess Mike Gibbons. And I think you need to work with a media consultant to get you to be, to say what resonates and to say it faster, to say it more convincingly. I think his television commercial is very good. The one shot at Ohio Wesleyan, which cheesed them off, even though they were happy to take his money to shoot it there. Hey, don't say things on a commercial from our football stadium that nobody but us knows is our football stadium that offends us. But thanks for paying us for using our football stadium. That's very hypocritical, but of course it is. It's the left. Okay, so what about Matt Dolan? Matt Dolan, I'm not always right on my first impression of someone. Matt Dolan is proud of his spot in this race. He's more than happy being the person to stand out from the other candidates because he's not ashamed to be a Rob Portman clone. I think Matt Dolan admires Rob Portman. I think there are times when a, when a politician like Rob Portman is useful. I don't particularly feel now is one of those times, but the voters of Ohio will make that decision. I will say Matt Dolan being squishy and soft on LGBT stuff, LGBTQ, RSTUV stuff, and the other alphabet mafia stuff is not a popular position with most Republican voters. And Jane Timken? Yeah, Jane Timken... She's she's trying to find her lane. She wants to be the Trumpiest. She's not. 
We'll see where she goes from here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.